This is Wessler Media. For me, I'm a pastor, and I deal with real people, people just like you every day, people that have a hurt or they have something going on, and they're trying to figure out, how do I deal with this? And I always know Jesus has the answer. He has that next step for you. Let's open up the Word today and see what God will say specifically to you. Hello, Columbus, Ohio, the heart of the heart of it all. This is your next step. We're so glad you're here. I'm Pastor Doug from the church next door on the west side. Pastor Dole Jackson, our lead pastor, is with me. Great to be with you, as it always is. Awesome. It's exceptional. It is exceptional. That is what we are talking about. It's exceptional for us to be together, but the message that we have is an exceptional message. I agree. <laughs> and uh, Even if it was me. It's got an exceptional topic. Oh, wow. Exceptional delivery. We could go on for a while, but we're talking about exceptional. That is our idea here today on Your Next Step. Why don't you get us going? Yeah, well, we're talking about relationships. You know, whenever we swing into February, I try to teach some things to help people in their relationships. And if if we ever need a, a emotional, relational help, it's right now. We've we've spent too much time avoiding relationships over the past couple years, and I think we've allowed some bad tendencies to come into our life, and so we're gonna we're gonna dive in today because we talked this past week about just exceptional commitment. That you know, most of us we want to be exceptional, but when we look in the mirror, we we think, well, we're not okay. It's but the reason that we love, you know, rom com movies, you know that that romance comedy is. It does help us laugh at ourselves a little bit, but it gets us to think, well, maybe I am worthy of love. The reason we love hero movies is we tend to like someone coming off as larger than life. I, I love the fact that Tom Cruise, I mean, think about it. He's not a big guy. Right. I mean, uh, he's probably around your and my size. You know, he's he's just not. He's not a big figure, and yet he's become a big figure. So that makes him kind of exceptional if you think about it. Uh, and and that's what God does. He he takes us and makes us exceptional. It's why we love David and Goliath. It's why we love the story of Esther. It's why we love the story of Jesus. Jesus is exceptional. Now, Jesus is divine, None of these others. So how can we well we welcome Jesus into our life? So let's let's talk about you know what the world offers us in terms of being exceptional and let's let's talk about you know, what God invites us to be. And that's what you and I want to shoot for. Okay. All right. Yeah. You've got the world's way here and God's way to be exceptional. So the world's way first. Yeah, why don't you read it? Okay, so here's the world's way. Find the right person is number one. Number two, fall in love. Number three, fix all your hopes and dreams on them. And number four is if failure occurs, repeat steps one, two, and three. I love that. Yeah, well, that's like the Hallmark way. You know, that's like, this is a Hallmark movie. And you do get to repeat those because every two hours, a new one comes on. That's right. Well, but, but, but this is what's happened to so many people is that, you know, they say, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna date this person and they're going to make me better. So we're looking to that person to fill up all the, you know, we, we do use these lines like, you complete me. Mm-hmm. You're my best half. No. Um, Jennifer is 100% whole, 
and I am 100% whole. And together we're one in Christ Jesus. And I'm supposed to be giving Jennifer my best, and she's giving me our, her best, but it's really all for the glory of God. And and that's where people get messed up. And I think it's the reason, you know, we walk away from people, because this is what happens. The person lets me down. And, and this is not just in terms of romance. It could be I, I got a new job and it didn't it didn't fit. That's what people say all the time. My new job it didn't fit. Well, what about your responsibility to become the person the job needed? I mean, I've I've had to change who I was for the church next door every year or so. I mean, we didn't know anything about TV. We didn't know anything about radio and a podcast. And yet we had to figure that out because that's what the church needed in the midst of COVID. Well, I've had to change myself for my family. You know, what my wife needs at certain times is different from what she needs at other times. What my daughter needs today is different from what she needed exactly, when she was a newborn. Exactly, exactly. But what, what the world says is, well, when it gets to the point it doesn't work, you throw it away and you get a new one. Mm-hmm. Well, your phone right now, they're telling you you have to upgrade your system all the time. You know, have you have you done your updates yet? Well, my question is, have you updated? Have you become the person that God wants you to be right now. And and that's part of this. So God's way is very different from the world's way. Um, you want to read it since yeah. you read the other one? So God's way, uh, number one, become the right person. Number two, walk in love, which is thinking the best of other people. Yeah. Number three, fix all your hopes and dreams on God, not on other people. And number four, failure occurs, repeat steps one, two, and three, which is back to yourself. Yeah, and, and see, I, I I just love that. That's beautiful. I, I wish, I mean, we ought to put that on the wall and just memorize it this month because what we're doing is we're we're wanting to to trash things. See, am I being the person that God has called me to be? Am I saying, God, I need you to really help me because I'm not. I've not become the the old flesh is kind of it's kind of showing itself here. I think it's funny that you and I are having this discussion. Where is Jennifer today? You know what I'm saying? Two guys. This is we this need is, that feminine touch. This is like a far side comedy. You and I having <laughs> this discussion. But but the commitment. See, if you're committed to God's way, <clears throat> it's not about what you're you're taking out of it. And the world's the world's approach to it is really to look for you know, well, if this relationship isn't working out for me, I'm moving on. And that's why, okay, let's let's dive into our culture for just a second right now. We, we've watched over the last 20, 25 years, when, when you and I started in marriage, the vast majority of the people came to church to be married. Mm-hmm. And the tension that we felt was we would have people come to us they weren't attending church and they wanted a church wedding. And so we're trying to have this conversation with them and say, well, hold it just a second. You need to put God first in your relationship. And we felt guilty when we said, no, we really can't do your wedding. Uh, you're not a part of the church, you know, and and that's kind of what we did. We set it up so that you had to be a part of the the church family to get married in the church. Well, today the church isn't wanting to be married in the church. They want to go and, and be married in a pasture, at a barn, a, in a glass house. I don't know. They, 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 they see, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I think some of these brides need to experience a pasture 
before they want to have their wedding there because there's things in pastures you don't want around your wedding. Well, they don't. This is the problem. They, they, yes, <laughs> they, they, they've, they've, they've watched too many romantic comedies, and and I'm I'm not opposed to that. I'm I mean, it's 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 not evil to be married under the stars next to the beach in a barn. That's not my point. The point is, is that marriage is a covenant between a man and woman before God. And what you want to do is you want to see that you're not going to be able to make a relationship work without God's standards. I don't believe you can make your business work if you don't follow God's standards. If you start lying, if you start cheating, if you start uh, stealing from your employees or your customers, you your business will not work. Period. And that's because you're breaking God's standards. It will come back to haunt you. And see, you and I live in a world that 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 doesn't doesn't believe that. And so to be exceptional, you have to accept God's standards. So let's talk about the other part of this. We we talked about communication this week also. And I talked about the four levels of communication, and maybe we could unpack them. So I'm gonna list them. And then you kind of give me your description of what comes to mind when you hear it, okay? Okay. Mm -hmm. So the first one is surface communication. The second one is general information. The third is deep feelings. And then the fourth is deep needs. So in communication, we we talk about surface, uh, general things, or then deep feelings or deep needs. What what do you see when you hear that? So surface communication to me sounds like what we call small talk. It's just, hey, how are you? Yeah, it's uh, that are really and you know one of the things that's that I'm kind of infamous, uh, infamous for is that people say hey, I'll say hey how are you they'll say I'm great how are you and I don't even answer because I'm three steps away yeah. you know uh, but but yes yeah, well a text is a surface communication yeah and I find people that are trying to communicate deep feelings in a text and I'm like whoa yeah, that's, that's not, not going to work for. and they think by by using an emoji that that's going to increase the yeah. feeling level. And I just want you to know uh, it's not working. People have these emoji conversations. I don't speak emoji. And they well, send me all these emojis. I'm like, I have no clue. That's an age thing. It's just it's just that we're not older. <laughs> I, <laughs> but, but I also don't get the feeling. And yeah. that's why I like to hear your voice. Yeah. I want to I know that if I communicated that it got across in some service. Now, general information, you know... Uh, it can go through a text or an email too, but but you need to understand every relationship, it needs those surface communications to stay connected. It needs that general information. So where were you on this? Why didn't you show up? I thought you were ghosting me. That's, that's general information. But when the moment you say, I thought you were ghosting me, I thought that you were just not responding, you're actually getting into the, yeah. the deep feeling side and you're saying, well... I really needed to know what you, how you felt about that, or what you knew about that. It, it left me hanging. Yeah, and so then that that is taking you then into deep feelings. But I think it's yeah. interesting that you have feelings first and needs last. Yeah, I, I don't think people understand this, but if you watch a movie or, or you read a book, the main character usually what they want or what they feel is not the same as what they need. And and maybe it's a bad example. The first one comes no, to mind. No, it's true. Yeah, Indiana Jones wants to get the Ark of the Covenant, but he needs to save Marion. And he doesn't realize that at first, but that's really what he needs. Which is, And ultimately, that's what he does. He lets go of the Ark, and he, he holds on to Marion. 
That's right. Spoiler alert, by the way. Uh, if you haven't seen that yet. <laughs> In its 40,000th run, you know. <laughs> well, see, that, that, but see, you, I also believe that that's a good example because we don't always know what we need. Yeah. And that's why I, I want people to read the Bible. Right. Because God's going to point us to what we're really designed for and what our needs are. See? And and we, we're so looking. We, we know we need it. It's like a hunger. That's why we know we need God, and that's how we ultimately yeah. find Him, is because there's this need within us. And, and, and one of the needs in communication is I need to know that I'm valued, that I'm yeah. loved, that I'm important. You know, whether it's at work or at school, you need to know that you're important to the team, that you're important to the cause and important to it. And um, I think that we're missing some of that in yeah. our culture right now. Well, I, th- I think we focus on those feelings so much and we don't push through to the need. Now, feelings are, are, are good. They show us that something is happening, but they need to be interpreted. And I think a good example, my wife the other day was, you know, feeling rejected um, by some younger people. And I had to speak to her and say, man, I, you know, I feel that way too, but you know what, what we need to be is spiritual parents who contribute to them, whether they contribute to us or not. And so let's go to the Lord. Let's ask for him to fill us with affection. And what we need to do is pass that affection on to them, regardless of how we feel. That's right. And, and we have to, we have to own where we ought to be spiritually. So if, if we're older, Sometimes we think that we're more mature just because we're older and we're not. Right. And so we have to we have to hop on and get moving spiritually so that we can be more mature than those other people. And we have to kind of look at it because I think um, I remember one time getting upset with my kids because I was thinking they ought to be more mature than this. And then I had to step back and go, well, whose job is to get them to maturity? And then I was like, thank you, Lord, you know? Yes. And so I had to go back in, in, in so helping that. So let's talk about the four barriers of communication, okay? So I said, number one barrier to communication is withdraw. Mm-hmm. That's when someone just decides, well, I'm, I, I need some space from you. Well, that doesn't help communication. Ghosting doesn't help communication. I mentioned that once already. Number two, escalation. So now we take something that's small and we make it bigger than it really was. You know, you failed to take out the trash, so you must not love me. You know, that's a little bit much, you know. But I have said these kind of things before. And that's the way that's the way relationships are. We we get upset and we do that. The the third barrier to communication is belittling. And that's when we start telling the uh, telling the other person negative things about themselves. And the reason this is important is you want to watch and listen to yourself and go, wow, am I withdrawing or am I escalating? Or am I making a bigger deal of things or am I belittling someone? And then finally, the fourth one uh, barrier to communication is false belief. And this is where the mind really becomes important. And we have to put on the hope of salvation and whatnot, because this is what we begin to believe. We begin to believe that this other person is just intrinsically bad, or we start making a list of things that they've done wrong, and they don't know they've done them wrong, but we're holding them to task. And in 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 the in the goal of exceptional communication, we're willing to lean into a person that withdraws from us to diffuse the escalation, to not listen to the belitt- belittling, and 
to challenge their disbelief in us. Yeah. So if if someone is treating you that way, you lean into it. So you forgive them and you try to help. But on the other side of it, if you realize that you've been withdrawing or you've been escalating or you've been belittling or you've been believing something false, then to own that is to go to the person and say, please forgive me. You know, we were in a meeting and I kind of escalated things or I shut up and I was just withdrawing and I know you were really wanting me to talk and I and I just I was mad at you and I I I I withdrew. If you can own that, that's huge. I I was mentoring some men a couple years ago and one of them, you know, he had he had matured some and so a guy did something he didn't like and during the conversation he said, "You know what? Two years ago, I would have flattened you for that, he said. But now the Lord has led me into forgiving and loving. And that's what, you know, we have to ask, do I want to win an argument or do I want to bring the kingdom of God? That's right. Well, let me just say, that would have been escalation. Yes. <laughs> to, have, to, have, to have, you know, punched somebody or, or physically tried to, to hurt them. And see, that's what we don't see. And, and you need to understand that the world will tell you that these four barriers to communication are okay. They will tell you it's okay to withdraw. That's why the world tells you just to ghost somebody. It's actually a worldly way of behaving when someone is a part of your life, someone that you've been spending time with, investing in, a brother or sister in Christ or a romantic relationship, and you just stop talking yeah. to them. Well, this is about 90% of what Twitter is, right? Or Instagram, yeah, I, I mean... I mean and, and, and we, we're training a generation that that's the way you... And no, it's not. It's bad communication. It's, it's bad culture. It's bad... Whatever you want to call it, it's destructive. And, and escalation. I mean, all of these. I mean, belittling, believing false things. I mean, if, you could, if we just look at that for a moment. But this is what happens. God lives out exceptional communication to us, and He shows up in our world. So he crosses the barrier, and and he steps into flesh, and he lives with us. This is why this is so important. And he teaches us that in responsible communication, we believe that God will enable us to speak love. It's why we trust him to tame our tongue. It's why we, we look to God to teach us how to worship and to honor him. And what I love about this lesson, we talked about trust and hope and value and love and just how chemically it 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 gets you going. We talked about the when you and I when we speak positive into someone's life and we say, "Man, you are awesome." It actually gives them oxytocin and it gives us oxytocin in our brain and we feel better about ourselves. When you compliment, when you praise, when you worship God. And so, let's look at the seven life-giving communications and talk about them for a second. Yeah, first here you have praise, which yep. we usually use for the for the Lord, for worshiping Him, but we also praise each other, talking about what we appreciate. Yeah, well, praise praise is about just the, the nature of the person. So if I praise God, I say, God, I, I, I praise you because you are just so faithful. It's His nature to be faithful. It's, God, you are loving. You praise God because of his nature, what he is. God, you are consistent. The sun rose today. I know that you're there. God, you are you are constantly creating. So that's praise. 
And the second one we go into is thanksgiving. Now, that's them thanking the person. So I could praise you, Doug, because you're always straightforward. You're always honest with me. Mm-hmm. You're always very helpful. Those are things that I would praise Doug about. But then I could say, thank you, Doug, because, man, you were really there for me today when you uh, ran and did that that we talked about, you know, getting mm-hmm. those those things for worship this week. See, that's that's the difference between praise and thanksgiving. Affection is the next one that we have. Yeah. And 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 that's hard for us as men. And it's, you know, because as men, sometimes we've been told that we're not supposed to be affectionate. And so it's why, you know, we tend to just be affectionate with our wives and our family. But but men to some level need a certain amount of affection from one another. That's why when we get on teams, it becomes really important. Uh, you know, when we give high fives and we celebrate, affection is to to recognize that you are valuable and loved. Encouragement, and that's that's when we just tell somebody you got it right, and um, that's why gold stars are important. Yeah, encouragement is so important. Kindness is there as well. It's different from encouragement. Yeah, I think when I, when I think of kindness, I, I see my grandmother's hands in my mind. I don't know why, but I, I remember my grandmother's hands. She was always so kind, and she was always, you know, uh, she was tender, she was loving, and she accepted me. And, you know, there's a difference between a grandmother and a mother. Uh, a grandmother, she knows what it is to raise a child. She knows she's not raising you but she enjoys you because she knows the work that's going into your life. And, and that's what I think of kindness. It, it's, that, it's that nurturing. Uh, kindness nurtures us. In, encouragement grows us, if there's a difference there. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. And, and we need them both. Here's one that, that is well-known in the church, but needs to be practiced more, truth and love. Well, I think that people need to know the truth, and that's really life-giving. But the problem is sometimes we tell the truth because we want to show you that you're not perfect. And so when you share the truth, it needs to always be in love. And some Christians only want to tell the positive truth. They don't ever want to tell the negative truth. And I didn't want to take that out of there, because sometimes uh, what's— What's life-giving for me is for you to say, the honest truth is you're doing too much. And I'm like, whoa, what do you mean? You know, and, and, you know, you're doing too much. You need to take a break right now. And I appreciate all you're doing, but we could really do without. And that's, I think, what Jesus is saying to, to Martha at the Mary and Martha moment, okay? Um, he's trying to help Martha know, I know you're a great hostess. But if you would do a little bit less, it'd be better. And then the last one is prayer. And when you pray over somebody, it it really uh, communicates their value. And so I want to pray for you right now. Lord, I thank you for all the people that are a part of your next step. And I pray that you will pour into them and that they will begin to live the exceptional life. To give them a great weekend, that they'll enjoy worship and church. And you will bless them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Miss part of the show today and want to hear more? Well, you are invited to download and subscribe to Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. What I love about prayer is this. 
that you and I touch eternity, that we step into the throne room of God, we go to heaven, so to speak, in the sense that our voice reaches heaven, but it impacts earth. That's amazing. I think we should take a moment and just pray for business leaders. They need some real wisdom. God, I just want to thank you today. I want to thank you for the people that own businesses. God, they have faith because they've stepped out there on their own. They're, they're trusting you, but they're also trusting the gifts that you've given them, their ability to start businesses. God, they're, they're, they're cleaning houses, cleaning buildings, mowing lawns. They're uh, opening up restaurants. They're driving cabs. They're driving trucks. They're, God, there are so many ways that people are helping our community by owning a business. And as a believer, I feel like it's our responsibility to support them in prayer. So I'm praying right now that you will help them to be successful. They've had a lot of challenges over the past couple years, God. They've had economic challenges. They have challenges in terms of supply chain and health issues. And I pray that they would see your hope, that they would see your solutions, that you designed them. It's, it's that image bearer in them that's creative and that can solve problems. And God, there's people right now that are are listening and and they're praying, God, should I start a business? And I pray that you would give them the business plan. I pray that that, that the believers would begin to give and serve you and see that their business is their best platform for the gospel. Lord Jesus, I thank you for my father, a veterinarian who, who used his business to teach me about you and taught all of his clients that God loved them. And Lord, I pray that there would be business people throughout our community begin to see that they are called of God to be a Christian business person. May the business in our community submit to you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I know I know that that prayer was good and that you were part of that, but I want to take you to the next step because that's what we're all about here, right? So would you go to yournextstepnow.com? That's our website and give us your email address and we're going to give you our ebook. It's a prayer guide. This month it's free. Know that it's free. It's not going to cost you. You just have to give me your email address and then you and I can become prayer partners for the ministry. I need you to pray with me, agree with me. Our world needs revival. We need you to become a prayer partner. This community needs you. So go to yournextstepnow.com, give us your email address and get your free prayer guide ebook today. This has been Your Next Step a ministry of The Church Next Door in Columbus, Ohio. We hope this has been an encouragement to you as you seek to have a deeper faith in Christ. If you'd like to hear today's show again or share it with a friend, look for Your Next Step on all major podcasting platforms. We'd love to see you soon at The Church Next Door. Easily find our service times and our app. I'm Pastor Doyle Jackson. Join us again next time for Your Next Step. I believe you're going to find people that have a genuine love for God and a genuine zeal for the truth. You don't have to dress super fancy. It's so lively and it's so much fun and just you leave like, oh, so refreshed. And I know I keep saying family, but that's what this place is for me. It's family. I'm Doyle Jackson, pastor of the church next door. People keep telling me how good it is to worship God together again. Well, 
Come join us. Visit us online at thechurchnextdoor.org. Stories are a way we relate to one another. It's hard to underestimate their importance. Wessler Media is here to help you preserve those stories that you hold dear. We'll produce a personal podcast, an audio scrapbook that will preserve those memories for generations to come. Get in touch today. Call toll-free or text 1-833-38-STORY, 1-833-38-STORY, or visit wesslermedia.com. That's W-E-S-S-L-E-R media.com. The production you just heard was carefully crafted at the studios of Wessler Media. For more powerfully engaging podcasts and other audio content, visit wesslermedia.com. Stories of overcoming adversity, intense and unexpected twists and turns, education, encouragement, and plenty of those, did you hear that, moments. Hear more and talk to us about creating your own podcast, from large and detailed projects to smaller, more personal-sized productions. That's wesslermedia.com. W-E-S-S-L-E-R-Media.com.